my name is Suburban Housewife. My bio is seven random nouns, and I, for one, will be voting for Trump. Hello, my name is Proud American. My job is America, and my husband is a gun. Good afternoon. I am a stock photo of a person of color, and I, for one, do not think Trump is racist. Hello, my name is former Democrat MAGA mom. My hobbies are being real, and my interests are breathing. I, for one, will not be supporting the NBA. I've tweeted this 126 times. I am an eagle wearing a hat. Hello, I am a military veteran. I fought in the wars. Something I care about deeply is the Nielsen ratings for the RNC. Yep, that's me, a real guy. Hello, good sir. We are 1,200 people who all join Twitter at once. Our dads are cops, and we are trucks. You are listening to Aaron and Patricia, and uh, that was uh, Kylie Bregman. Uh, comedian uh, will be appearing, I believe, in uh, doing dial-ups, actually, for um, the... Um, which uh, is she doing? L.A.? I do believe that she's doing yeah. Los Angeles. So, uh, yeah, she brought out this particular thing. And, you know, honest with you, um, by the way, Patricia is on the show. Hi, how you doing? Um, you can't argue with what she put up there. Like, yeah, Have you ever, like, come across these troll accounts where, like, they're just too good to be true? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, especially with like celebrities, that that does tend to like ir irk me. Especially like, yes, I am an actual celebrity from this show that I just decided to start social media recently. Yes, I am real. I did this stuff, and then you turn, then it finds out it's like, oh wait, they're not that celebrity, and it, they just decided to troll you and take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, well, it's not just that. It's just it's uh, it's this whole toxicity, toxicity, toxicity of this election. I don't know. How to get that word out but uh um so how this is all playing out uh and uh you know the these bots are all just agitating one you know one another and uh, they're just making this whole thing worse you know yeah like but uh yeah so that was that um coming up later on in the show on this uh, 6th of september of 2020 uh we've got some election news uh which also we've got uh, some other stuff for black lives matter uh we also got uh, something in regards to the coronavirus um a boycott mulan uh is now starting to trend way before it's a uh, eventual release on uh, disney plus uh dwayne johnson has chased his positive for the coronavirus as well uh, nintendo is possibly leaking a portable gamecube console uh nintendo has confirmed mario 64 sunshine and galaxy to the Nintendo Switch and Nickelodeon has uh, quote unquote pulled a Maddie uh, amid the hair love controversy. We'll tell you what all about it as well. Uh, you are listening to Aaron and Patricia on the 6th of September of 2020. Okay, before we uh, go any further, do you want to tell us, Patricia, what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast? Yes, so uh, a few weeks ago, I posted up a poll uh, where my followers actually gave me requests on topics that they wanted to see me cover for the 150th episode of my podcast, Casual Chats. And uh, I am so blown away that, you know, they were not only giving me such varied topics, but they were also able to give me topics of things that I, I mean, well, I mean, most of it was stuff that I've never covered before. Well, uh they're like, oh, you know, cover this. It, it was pretty typical, but you know what? It's like if they want me to see me do a more in-depth take with it, then you know what? That's perfectly fine. So I'm going to read you the topics, and I'm going to give a shout-out to the people who gave me those topics because I feel that they are deserving of, um, uh, uh, of you know, how they, um, you know, suggested these topics. So, okay, so the, the topics were of as followed. So... 
there were the Lion Guard and the Lion King remake. Uh, I decided to do the Lion Guard because I am going to be talking about the uh, live action Disney remakes another time. And also My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, as well as the movie. And this was given by Brandon Smith. SpongeBob's Big Birthday Blowout, which was given to me by Brendan Barney. Uh, Disney's Doug and Doug's first movie by Tim Whitfield, which he wanted me to talk about the additional episodes that I did not cover because when I did my video on Is Disney's Doug Really That Bad? That was when half of the series was available, but now it's all available on Disney Plus, and he wanted me to go more in-depth with it, as well as Doug's first movie, which I briefly talked about in that video. Then there's Acquired Nickelodeon shows from Marlena Mook, which I did talk about back around 2012 when I was first starting the Nickelodeon tribute on my blog. So I guess, you know, now that a lot more information has been revealed to give more in-depth with it, uh, Magic and Magicians by uh, my colleague and friend Jim Bevan, who is delving into magic himself, and he wanted me to talk about my thoughts about that uh, topic. Favorite web series by uh, Morgan uh, Ledger, uh, who I do know uh, from Vaulting, and... He wanted me to talk about like my favorite web series that you can only see exclusively online, like with Netflix or with any of those streaming sites. So there's that. Uh, there's the Magic School Bus and the Magic School Bus Rides Again and uh, live action Dr. Seuss films, uh, courtesy of Zachary Diamond. Then there's Universal Studios Florida 30th anniversary celebration by Jeffrey Care, which it is true that 1990 was the year that Universal Studios Florida opened up. And he wanted me to go in depth with it since I actually have been to Universal Studios Florida multiple times since that was where um, I lived around Florida around uh, 2001. And then I, you know, all the way up until 28, uh, yeah, 2018. So there's that. Um, well, I like you to talk about that and not review the video game. So, uh. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the dreaded GameCube game. Uh, go watch uh, James Roll video on that. It's so anyway, weird when you think about it. Like, the, you know, uh, I, as far as I'm aware, Disney has never, like, released, like, a game based on any of their theme parks, unless I'm... They right, have, they, they have they, oh, they have, actually. You remember the, the you know, the, the, the magical uh, something with uh, Disneyland or something that was on the NES, the, the game that everybody hated? Um, I've never heard of that, no, actually, no. So, okay, well, th yes, there was, like, some game on the NES where you do get to play um, multiple mini-games uh, on, you know, various uh, theme park attractions. Like, you were in the Haunted Mansion, you were in, um, you know, you were answering trivia questions based off of Disney characters and movies and shorts and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I hear it's one of the most frustrating games of all time, and most people don't like it. So Wow, and, yet to, and yet to be reviewed by the Angry Video Game Nerd. I know, right? It's an NES game for crying out loud. It's a terrible NES game. <laughs> it's a Disney, Disney as well. Like, you think there'd be enough combinations for James Rolf to turn around and say, yeah, we're definitely going to put the nerd in front of this. You know? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, like, there's also Minnie Mouse, um, you know, Mickey's Mouse Capade for the NES. There's Fantasia for well, the Sega Genesis. Well, here's, here's, here's my thing about this. Um, I, I think the reason why he's never reviewed Minnie Mouse Capades is because do you, there's an episode of Game Grumps where they kind of make fun of, like, the angry nerd trope. Like, it's like, uh, I've actually tweeted it quite a few times where they basically just, like, uh, like regurgitate every stereotype of, like, uh, the, you know, the angry nerd um, because uh, they came across a review, which it wasn't an angry video game nerd, but it was kind of 
kind of like someone trying to pretend to be him. And okay. it was just so stereotypical. So they did an entire episode where they basically did it like that. And it, it oh, you should listen to it on the Game Grumps. It's so, you know, Dan and Aaron are so hilarious in that. Like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend that. And I think that's one of the reasons why he stayed away from it, because people have made fun of it, basically. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's see. The, the next one is uh, Leica Studios Works from Zara Lobner. And she wants me to go everything from Moon Girl to Missing Link, which that should be good because I I, I have briefly talked about Leica a couple of times, uh, especially with Coraline, because we did talk about that in the Fantastic Mr. Fox episode of the Royal Doll Retrospective. So, yeah, it would be nice to watch all the Leica films. And then there was Looney Tunes, uh, courtesy of Chad Hawksworth especially with the Looney Tunes cartoons as currently airing on HBO Max. And then there's Card Capture Sakura by Patrick Nagel, or Nagel, I forget uh, how to pronounce the name, I'm sorry. But yeah, it is uh, essentially a magical girl anime that came out around the late 90s, uh, which was kind of akin to something like what Sailor Moon popularized. And uh, finally, last but not least, is the newest show on the Disney Channel, uh, The Owl House. So, and that was given to me by Josella Ariola. So yes, you, you uh, know, the, I, the, owl, the owl house has been such a big phenomenon on, on Tumblr. Like I, all the people who follow me on Tumblr always talk about it. Like you know, it's oh, just wow. it's, yeah, it's like it's it's a, it's a big thing. Like it's, it's to the point where I'm waiting for like some kind of like big news to come out like from from the show, so I can say like you know, oh hey, everyone here has been talking to me about this show, and now finally I can announce something on here. So like. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, if you want any Owl House news that uh, you think is newsworthy for Aaron and Patricia, you know, definitely let us know about it, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so I gave uh, the poll, which I gave everybody, I think about, like, maybe, um, I had to do, uh, I was originally doing it in a week, but then some troll came along and said, no, I'm just going to vote for one topic, um, like, over 167 times. And then I looked into... The, the Google Docs sheet, and I'm like, okay, obviously this person was voting, like, over 100 times for, like, the, the past hour, and I'm like, okay, I have to redo the whole thing and start over from scratch, where I only limited to one vote per person, and so uh, I just ended it on uh, Friday night at midnight, uh, Central Standard Time, and I gotten the results, and the topic was, I mean, it was so close, like neck and neck between two topics, and the topic that I'm going to be talking about won by one vote. And what topic so is I will... that? <laughs> Should I actually announce it? Uh, yeah, you might as well. Okay, so I might as well announce it. So for those who are tuning in, uh, you get to hear it uh, exclusive uh, until I actually post uh, the uh, announcement on my social media. So, yay. Okay, so uh, drum roll. So the winner by 23.8% and by one vote, I'm going to reiterate that, by one vote was Looney Tunes. Hey, Looney Tunes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm actually planning on something really special for that. I'm not going to go in depth with that one. I'm just going to look. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to give you that bone, Aaron. But yes, I am going to be talking about Looney Tunes uh, with a few special guests that I have uh, invited over to talk about this particular topic. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching like some of the classic uh, Looney Tunes shorts because um, 
I, I it's been so long since I've like sat down legitimately and watched like a ton of Looney Tunes stuff. I was gonna say is Looney Tunes is quite a, a large universe when you really think about it because uh, not only is there like the original uh, you know uh, ones that came like on the you know, the film reels you know like you know they play in the theater and things like that but like, there's also ones like from the 60s as well which that you actually made to air to television. So exactly like, yeah, yeah there's the one that was they have the, from the 60s there were the the clips that were. Uh, composited into movies like the Looney Tunes and Road Runner movie, and the you know all that kind of stuff that were and, released and there's around also the seventies. There's also the new ones from Hulu as well, so they're there too. So, yeah, uh, there there are so many incarnations of Looney Tunes. There's like Lunatics Unleashed. There's oh, uh, the no. new. <laughs> yeah, well, that I was. Have, a, yeah, that, I have to watch that because that, that was a guilty pleasure back in the day. I actually did watch Lunatics Unleashed. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen it. Here's the thing: I remember the commercials of it on Kids <laughs> WB. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give and, you two in a nutshell. Imagine, um, imagine what would happen if uh, Batman Beyond and Looney Tunes clashed, and it was written pretty badly. That's oh my god! Yeah. So uh, if if I had to choose, it's only ever something said. You know, what would I want to watch? Would I want to watch Lunatics Unleashed or Batman Beyond? I would say Batman Beyond every single day, twice on Sundays. Of course, yeah. I mean, I remember that you know on Kids WB they had like Batman Beyond and X Men Evolution, Teen Titans, Shaolin Showdown. So it existed, but I've never seen it. So now. For the sake of this, I have to watch it now. Mm -hmm. And also, there's like baby Looney Tunes, which oh god, I, I I remember people tearing that to shreds when it first came out. It's like this came out like what in the 2000s, and you know this is, it, it should have been something that came out in the 80s with Muppet Babies. And well, here's, here's the thing, well, here's the thing about this: it was more for like you know the Nick Junior audience than it was for like uh, you know the adult audience. If you will, but, like, but it aired on Cartoon Network, and Cartoon Network doesn't have a preschool well, uh, uh, block. Uh, I will defend Cartoon Network here and say it kind of does. Like uh, it basically airs it during like the, it was like aired in the daytime, like on weekdays, like when everyone was at school, and like you know, so basically the only audience that was there was basically you know, the three and four year olds. Interesting. Huh. So I, 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 if I you know, the times I've seen, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Looney Tune, you know, baby show scene when I've when I've seen it, it's always there during the day, and uh, at least on the time slots that I've seen, you know, back when it was on its original run. So like, as far as I'm aware, it never it never did prime time. So. Interesting. I, I'm I'm actually curious on why Cartoon Network never did like a a preschool um show, uh you know a preschool block dedicated to like shows for younger audiences. I mean, I would think that you know with how Nick Junior is, that Cartoon Network would have done something similar. Yeah. Well, I remember back in the day. I mean, like uh, I'm not, I'm only talking about Britain here. I'm not talking about uh you know um you know as far as I'm aware, um Cartoon Network didn't really have like uh, a, a, a a a a whole dedicated channel like. Nick Jr. did, you know, like back in the day. So what it did was instead, it waited for all the kids to go to school, you know, after it aired like the, you know, the breakfast block and things like that. And then it would air like all its preschool shows like during the day. You know, which, which, which makes sense because, you know, like, uh, well, you know, like three or four year olds, unless they're going to nursery, aren't going to go to school. You know, like, uh, you know, they, you know, so exactly what they're going to do. They're going to watch TV during the day. And so obviously <laughs> it was something that their parents could all like, you know, get, get around and stuff like that. Then Nick Jr. became a thing. And so Nick right. Jr. then obviously, you know, took off after that. And so, and as far as I'm aware, um, Cartoon Network, I think, has never really decided that it never needed a dedicated channel for, you know, the, the preschool, air, you know, for preschool audiences. It just decided to let just air them during the day when, you know, uh, or, you know, when, where, the, where the audience is, you know? Okay. So. 
All right, then. And uh, I know that there are plenty of others. Like, I remember when uh, the Looney Tunes was air being aired on Nickelodeon in the 80s, and uh, that was when Looney Tunes started becoming more popular again because we had, like, the Sylvester and Tweety mysteries. Um, I guess Tasmania would kind of count, even though that is part of the... Um, I guess we'll be like in the Warner Brothers block where they had like things like Tiny Tunes and Animaniacs. Mm. And uh, yeah. was... uh, here's the thing: like I think anything under the Warner Brothers logo, I think uh, which involves Looney Tunes characters, I think obviously be you know obviously part of this. Like I got to be honest with you, Patricia. Like you're you're going to be doing this podcast for a while because I so, know there's so but much I'm of really it. Excited about and oh. I, I also have that means that if I am going to be covering Looney Tunes, that means I have to watch Space Jam again Ooh. and Lo and Looney Tunes back in action. Which okay, I remember seeing Space Jam in theaters, and I haven't seen it since. And as for Loon as for Looney Tunes back in action, I've never seen that movie. Hey, I got to so be honest with you, it's, I've seen bits of it, and uh, it looks pretty sad. It looks pretty sour. Like you know, it's mm. uh, it doesn't. It, I would say Space Jam looks it looks miles better than Looney Tunes back in action. I just remember it being so stale. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be tel delving with a ton of Looney Tunes property to get ready through this podcast. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I'm actually excited about this. So I want to give a special shout out to Chad Hawksworth. So thank you so much for the recommendation. And apparently enough people voted to say, hey, please talk about this. So, uh, yeah, thank you. And also, you know, thank you for everybody else once again for your recommendations. It, it was uh, quite a surprise to see all of this variation. I was expecting to see like a ton of like the typical stuff that I've already covered, which, you know, to be fair, I did. But you know, I'm glad that I was able to get some variety. And as for the one, the other po uh, topic that, oh, you know, got by, but just like that missed it by one vote. Maybe I'll talk about that uh, in a separate podcast a lot sooner than the others, because the other ones didn't even make the, like, couldn't even come close to making the list. I mean, like the other ones were, were just taken by half. Like the, I guess I might as well say what the second one would have been. So the runner up would have been the magic school bus and the magic school bus rides again by Zachary diamond. So mm. I'll be talking about that one a lot sooner because uh, that one was really close to getting votes. And as for the other ones, well, I'm just going to have to put it for the back burner for another time. Okay. So uh, with all that excitement out of the way, I have an announcement of my own. Awesome. So, what yeah. do you got? Okay. So um, Gray Barlett has agreed to do another Hey Arnold anniversary show this October. So, uh, yeah. so starting this weekend, we are going to be taking your question. And so in order to uh, answer a question, ask a question to Craig Bartlett, you need to do the following. Uh, send your email to askcraig2020 at aaronmeta.co.uk. That's askcraig2020 at aaronmeta.co.uk. You can ask him anything from uh, Hey Arnold, uh, Hey Arnold the Jungle Movie, Hey Arnold the Movie itself. Also, maybe some questions about the Patakis and uh, various other things as well. Uh, we will be bringing back fan fiction filler. So if you want to ask any like fan fiction-y kind of questions that uh, will inspire you to uh, continue writing fan fiction or maybe even write, even draw some fan art or something like that, then uh, by all means, email it to askcraig2020 at arameta.co.uk and the Hey Arnold God himself, Craig Barlett, will happily answer your questions. So looking forward to seeing what you all come up with. Oh yeah, you, you know I, I would you know the question that I would like for Craig to answer, and this is something that we actually asked months ago when uh, Craig was doing his drawings of you know the Hey Arnold characters in quarantine, and you have like the Facebook and Instagram posts where Arnold and Helga would be writing letters. I know that there's going to be at least one or two fans out there who are going to say, "Is any of this stuff canon?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Patricia, I can't answer that question. You know why? 
Why? Because you got to email it to us, Craig, at 2020 oh. at That's what you got to do. <laughs> well, don't worry, baby. I'll put that question in somewhere. So, okay. Cool. Anyway, um, and we've got 90 minutes of uh, waffling on, so uh, let's waffle no more and uh, let's get on with the show. So um, let's get into the election, and so there's quite a bit here to get through. So, uh, so apologies, everybody, this ends up being one of those mega shows that we always end up doing. But, uh, you know, hey, um, we've got a lot of cover, so uh, here mm -hmm. we go. Okay, um, hey, Patricia, do you want to talk about how much Donald Trump is an asshole right now? <laughs> What, we don't do that every week? Not every week, yeah. So, but here's the newest um, uh, uh, part, chapter in assholesery. Uh, so, uh, Donald Trump uh, apparently has been caught saying that uh, Americans who died in war are losers and suckers. Wow. Way to talk down on the people who are willing to sacrifice their lives for not only their country, but for the protection of their citizens. And also to make a representation of what your country has to offer. Uh, you know, just like, yeah, why, why, why? Not, in, not even in a closed space. Well, you know, even locked in a closet in like a soundproof room where no one in, in, in the world can hear you. Why the hell would you say that? I mean, wow. Like, it, it and, just... and, you know, and if you remember, Aaron... When when the when the 2016 presidential election happened, a lot of people who were in the military or were currently in the military at the time voted for Trump because they felt that they would be more representative for their country than Hillary Clinton. Well, guess what, Patricia? And also, they did the same thing in the Rust Belt as well because uh, they thought that uh, Trump was going to dig for coal and bring all those jobs back. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that he outsourced about 96,000 of them during his yeah, four and years. Then, and then you sent me a tweet from a, a guy who said it's 2:45 in the morning and my veteran neighbor took went over to um you know he threw away his you know vote for trump sign into the garbage yeah or something I, like I, that. I, I imagine being not being able to sleep like you know like you, you've thrown your weight behind the president so-called president and uh, you know you've been saying that he's going to make america great again and you believed all the bullshit that he's been telling you, you know, prior to the election, all the way up to, you know, 2020 now, where he's had four years, basically, to screw up the country. And now, you know, imagine being that guy, and he's sat up at night, and he just can't sleep, because he's just rattled full of guilt, and then the tweet comes in, or that, you know, a message comes in on his phone, he checks his phone and finds out that this is the latest uh, Donald Trump scandal, and then, he, you know, you're at the point where you just have to, at 2.45 in the morning, you have to go out, take your trump shine throw it in the garbage so just so you can get a good night's sleep yeah and you have to understand that you know people who are going through not only survivor's guilt because you know out of all of their friends from their battalions or from their groups that were able to survive through like you know bullet hell or maybe even poisonous gas or torture or, hey, you know, maybe there would be some unfortunate cases where if you're bombing something to prove a point, then you killed off millions of innocent women, men, and children. And you have to live with that for the rest of your life. And you were doing it because you wanted to protect your country. And then the president of the United States, the commander-in-chief, the one who is supposed to rule the country and say, hey, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to do good for you. Say, oh, by the way, the fact that you went 
went out there and you and thousands of others went out there to other countries to protect it. And hey, if you died or if you got injured or if you got captured, you are a loser and a sucker and you should feel ashamed of yourself. Uh, and you know what? We, we have various reasons why we think this is true. Because keep in mind what he said about John McCain back in the day when he was still alive. You know, like, uh, oh my God. Like when he said that, um, you know, he was, oh, I appreciate heroes who weren't captured. You know, like, yep. hey, he's got a form for this. And not only that, you know, when this news came out from the Atlantic, you know, out of everybody who uh, officially made, who basically turned around and said, yeah, you know, this is an, uh, we've contacted the source and we can now confirm it. Guess who the first news source to do that was? That. Fox News. Oh, wow. Even Fox News, I think, they're now looking at this thinking, you know, we can't support this guy anymore. Or at least yeah. Tucker Carlson, at least trying, you know, to, you know, he's trying to... Oh, by the way, did you hear what happened with Tucker Carlson recently? What happened to uh, him? Basically, I think someone, like, uh, bought a domain called, like, you know, a Total Dipshit or something like that, and so then redirected it to his website. Okay. You, you know, like, the same way that, uh, you know, Antifa.com currently re redirects to a Joe Biden's website. Sure. Yeah, so they basically, they, well, I think it was like, oh no, it was worldclassdipshit.com. Oh, wow. <laughs> the war has begun. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and, this is, and this is an insult for the both of us because we both have uh, uncles. Well, you have a great uncle, but we had uncles who, you know, fought in the wars. I mean, your great uncle fought in World War II. I have current and, cousins who are currently serving in the military in, a, yeah. in the US and in the UK. Right. And, you know, I have two uncles who, you know, they fought in uh, many wars and battles for decades. I mean, they're both retired now, but, you know, they sacrificed their lives so that they can be able to, you know, protect our country. I mean, one of my uncles now, is, unfortunately, has like PTSD and, you know, he's going through some survivor's guilt. And, you know, sadly, you know, he he can never fully, you know, become as normal as he once was. But... I mean, this is what happens when, you know, you go out there as, and you, um, you know, sacrifice your life to try to protect your country. It's, and it's, to know it's, not, it's not just that. It's like, you know, I used to work with somebody who was in the military and, uh, you know, he, um, he, came, he, he went there. Uh, he was happily married at the time. And then he came back and his wife had said that he changed and then he was getting divorced. So, you know, you, you give up more than just yourself. You know, you give up everything yeah. around you. You know, yeah, and, and oh, and, and the sad fact about how so many military people, they just like are so distant from everything that's going on around them that a lot of them become homeless. And, you know, they can't physically or mentally work anymore because of everything that happened to them in war. I mean, you hear about so many sad stories about how, you know, there's a lot of military people that, you know, can't get jobs. And you know, even the government, you know, they either want nothing to do with them or they give them very little that they can barely live to begin with. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, in regards to what we've just what we've just heard, like, uh, um, here's the thing about this though, uh, dare, you know, and I, it sickens me to say this, you know, again, this is probably not going to be a thing that tanks Donald Trump in the election. No, it's, it's not. It's not like if you if you look at the, I mean, here's the thing about this though, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the polling looks like in the next couple of in the next couple of days, maybe in the next couple of weeks. You know, like uh, right now, it's uh, currently narrowing for, uh, for for Biden in the battleground state. So it's like it's back in the era of margin again. So uh, you know, obviously we were talking about last week about how we feel like Joe Biden blew it, but uh, I mean now oh, this has come out. Like, uh, I mean, uh, what's like, this it, is gonna what's this gonna do now? Like, uh, actually, according to recent polling, also with the military as well, Biden's 
ahead again. You know, of course. and he'll probably stay ahead now because of this. But uh, here's the thing: you know, this is also also pretty shitty of uh, the Trump administration to do. Get you know, uh, I, I can't guarantee that uh, this won't be talked about very much in the military ranks for a while because the Stars and Stripes newspaper, which is like the military newspaper that they give out to uh, you know all the all the troops, they're discontinuing it. Oh wow! So like uh, you know, it's uh, they're gonna have to rely on basically whatever they find on their phones to like uh, you know figure out what the hell's going on in their own country. You know, like uh, that they put that they put put their lives to die for if uh, you know if the if the time comes for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, um, but we have no reason to doubt this. I mean, like uh, Fox News has confirmed it. Associated Press has now confirmed it too. Like uh, you know, but uh, you know the fake news. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I I denied the allegations that I said that the military were suckers and losers. I uh, support them with everything that they do. Actually, he did actually do that. Actually, when he was in a press conference, he did defend. He did say like I, uh, that I, was I, happening I, I as well. I, I rest my case. Yeah. I'm done. Did you know what was funny though? Like one of his aides took to the stage and like started like berating the press to say like you know we've just signed a, a huge thing between Kosovo and Serbia that you know is declared peace for like 21 years and none of you fake news media decided to cover that and one guy just shouted shouted back like saying we didn't come here for a lecture on uh, how to cover the news. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, you, you look at his face. Oh, like he's sat there in front of the podium, and I'm sitting there like, you know, for a, a Trump administration that talks about America first, you know, while everyone's like, you know, um, protesting and you know losing their jobs and like, you know, uh, the economy's going like to eight trillion in debt, and uh, you know, all the uh, companies are not doing as well as they were, like, you know, to the point where it's like, you know, where the Obama day people are crying out for the Obama days again, like, you know, you turn around to like the American. People says, "Oh well, you know, those, the Kosovans and the Serbians. We just got them to stop fighting each other." It's like, you know, why would anyone who t- takes to the America First mantra care about that? Mm. It's like so disjointed. I'm really looking forward to see where Biden's going to be in in next week. Like, you know, are we going to talk about him being the president again? I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, it's it's like what um, you told me before about what Biden said. It's like you know. Um, you know, most likely he's going to win this election by doing absolutely nothing because Trump is going to be there saying a whole bunch of stupid shit yeah, yeah. that it's going to make him and his supporters look even worse than they already were. Well, do you know what they're talking about for the debates? They're thinking of doing live fact checking. What? Yeah, all Joe Biden needs to do in that these debates now is sell the truth. <laughs> I'm. I am so embarrassed about what's going on in this country yeah it's like yeah, it's like if, if that's going to be the case if they do that for the debates you know this is an open goal for, for joe biden and if he doesn't put that ball in the net i guarantee he doesn't deserve to be president like you oh, know wow. that, that's going to be so amazing like, yeah we're gonna be sat there watching the debates and we're just gonna be looking at the crawler underneath saying whether, whether donald trump's telling a truth or telling a lie <laughs> Oh man! Oh, it's, it's going to be so. Yeah, I've already said this from the very get-go. Even before this was announced, that uh, Donald Trump. Uh, I mean, sorry, Joe Biden would wipe the floor with uh, with Donald Trump in the debates. He can't. He, he he just can't debate. Like you know, he was uh, he was grasping for straws in the uh, when he was facing up against Hillary, and Hillary's not even. He's pretty easy to debate herself. Like you know, he should have done some pretty good damage in that debate, but he didn't. Like he just he just came he just came across as an asshole. 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, uh, and so, you know, in, in this debate, I guarantee you, I think Joe Biden wants to, is uh, going to, you know, trounce the debates, so no doubt about that, but whether that's going to win in the presidency is going to be a whole other issue, you know, in mm-hmm. that regard. Um, okay, well, just, we're going to move quickly on to um, this other thing, because, uh, uh, hey, guess what, uh, Donald Trump was encouraging uh, people in North Carolina to break the law. <laughs> oh, of course. He was. I mean, you 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 know that cold open that we did about like all those Trump bots. We did this for that reason because it's like, hey, you know, it's like, uh, uh, I I encourage you to vote twice, even though it's against the law of that to do so. But you know what? I I suggest that we do it anyway. It's like you can't do that. You cannot. This is exactly why I had to pull out my poll for you know even with like what I'm going to be covering for my podcast because one idiot decided to you know, say, oh, I want this topic over 167 times, I had to remove it. Because I would, I knew that that was not going to be a legit way for you to say, I'm going to cover this, I want to do it fair and square. Hey, Patricia, so, uh, I've decided that the election will no longer feature mail-in ballots or, you know, uh, or ballots or anything like that. It's all going to be due through Google Forms. It will be bigly. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if he were to do that. Yeah, just, uh, but, uh, you know, like, uh, with, with this as well, like, I mean, the way that he says that he framed it, and we don't know, yeah, this is the thing with Donald Trump, we don't know what's truth and we don't know what's lie. So I'm just going to put that out anyway, and people can believe whatever they want to believe. But uh, he it was just insisting that people put in their mail-in ballots, and then they actually go to the polling station to see if their ballot's been counted or not. That's basically what he was saying. So uh, apparently there is uh, an electronic system that uh, allows the uh, the people who are currently at the polling station to know whether they've actually voted by mail or not. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that's basically what he meant by that. But, you know, again, all you're doing, and I, I don't know if he's doing this on purpose uh, for this reason, but what you're going to end up doing is you're going to have a lot of people voting by mail and then turning up to line up at the polling station, holding up the poll. People, you know, uh, being crammed in the lines. And all they're going to do is basically just to confirm, and they're just waiting in line to confirm whether they actually, their vote has been voted on. You'll know that already. You know, when uh, yeah. the, uh, the show gets scanned in the, uh, on, the ma- on, on the envelope. To know that mm-hmm. it's actually been taken on. So, like, uh, you know, all, all he's doing is stuffing the uh, the lines of people going out to actually physically vote. All he's doing is basically holding up people for, like, you know, another couple of hours for no good reason. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder if it's intentional. I don't I, I don't know. And, and I hope that people will not be stupid enough to fall for this. Yeah. But you know what? The thing I feel bad for about, you know, for these mail-in ballots is that, uh, you know, once again, you know, um, old people, you know, if the coronavirus isn't doing enough to, like, you know, uh, make them seriously ill and kill them, you know, in that regards, you know, now they're not going to really have a voice in regards to uh, the election because obviously they're, you know, tam- you know they're disrupting uh, the United States Postal Service to make uh, mail-in ballots a lot more difficult to uh, to do. But on top of that as well, like, uh, they're not going to have the, um, for you know, the assistance on election day to actually be able to get physically out of like, you know, the care home or wherever they happen to be to actually go to the polling station and actually vote. So mm-hmm. uh, all people are going to be seriously disadvantaged in this election. And so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are saying, well, they're all going to vote for Trump anyway, so why should we cry about them? It's like, well, yeah, a lot of the people who also are recipients of mail-in ballots are also Democrats. That's true. Yeah. So... But anyway, um, we'll leave that there and uh, see many people think whatever they want for it. So, uh, by the way, um, here's a bit of news which I think is uh, too little too late, in my opinion. Uh, Facebook have decided that in the, f- in the last week before the election, they will ban political ads. Oh, wow. 
I mean, like, what? So, like, the next couple of weeks uh, is going to be, you know, you can only put in, like, your fake propaganda, like, you know, like, you know, two weeks before the election? Yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, it's it's also kind of, um, you know, if, if they're going to do it honestly, it's also a disadvantage. It's like, hey, you know, we, you know, if they want to put out a survey saying, you know, oh, this president, um, you know, how do you feel about this president? Or how do you feel about this cause? Or how do you feel about you know, this particular rule on, um, or this particular law. So you're going to try to remove that and, you know, not give people a chance to, you know, see what the competition is. I mean, sure, everybody's going to know about Biden and Trump, but what about all the other people? What about the third parties? What about the, the Green Party? What about the Libertarians? They don't get a chance? No, of course they don't. It's like, uh, it's going to be like, it's going to be like old times, Patricia. <laughs> yeah. uh, old times are the best times. Yeah, so like... Uh... Um, so, uh, do you remember Ross Perot, uh, you know, ran for uh, president? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, like, uh, but, yeah, I mean, we've got some Mark Zuckerberg doing this. Like, you know, dude, you, you've already wrecked a lot of things already. Like, you know, with your, your pathetic website. Like, you know, yeah, just, so much, so much to the point in which you actually left. Yeah, uh, you've only, I, actually, I actually never talked about this, actually, on the podcast. Yeah, I did leave Facebook. Yes, you so, did. Yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, that's uh, that's in the rearview mirror now, and even I don't check it out all that often. So, like, uh, mm. um, as far as I'm concerned, like, I just feel like Facebook just wasn't doing anything for me at all. Fair enough. Like, you know, so I just, I just, I, just, I unfriended people and left. You know, like, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm sure if those if those friends are anywhere out there right now, I'm sure they'll probably contact me. So they have my number. So you know, like, fair uh, enough. You know, so, but you know, like, uh, in regards to what Mark Zuckerberg, I know this is a really shallow criticism of him, but uh, do you notice when he does like you know public announcements? Like, uh, do you ever notice that he actually looks a lot more pale and a lot less human when he does them? Oh, really? Yeah, like uh, he just—I uh, don't know. Like, uh, there's just something really—he's just something really creepy about him. Like, he doesn't seem real. You know, like, uh, mm. and, you know, given the fact that he works in, you know, virtual reality, I guess you could say, like, uh, I guess, I guess that is uh, maybe something that probably is a, a byproduct of him, like, being the uh, the, the be-all and end-all of, like, like, one of the world's largest social media websites. But, uh, I mean, like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, like, uh, you know, the fact that he just refuses to moderate his website properly, as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. like, he just, like, uh, he really uses, like, a, it's a free-for-all. On Facebook, like you know, and he, he says, "Oh yeah, we do fact checking," and "Oh yeah, we uh, we you know we remove stuff like that." No, you don't. Like you know, like uh, the the amount of times I look through my timeline, he says, "Oh yeah, we got rid of this," and I just see it there. It's like, dude, you know, no one believes you anymore. You know, like uh, it makes me wonder which who's who's telling more, more lies right now in uh, in the last you know in, in the last couple of weeks, Donald Trump or Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know. It's a healthy competition. I'd love to tell you that. Well, an unhealthy competition, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, um, U.S. deficit in 2020 has uh, reached its highest percentage of GDP since World War II. Yep. And, you know, uh, the, the Trump economy, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing about this. Like, maybe, he, you know, he made there was an argument about the way he handled the economy, you know, before the coronavirus hit. But you could say that he pissed it all away by saying that, oh, like saying, oh, it's a miracle. Like, it will just disappear. And, oh, it will, you know, it's just blue states that are getting it. Oh, the red states are getting it, too. Oh, no. Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Like, you know, there goes the economy. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, as far as I'm concerned, his, his, his total mishandling of the pandemic is just how much, the how fragile his, his economic boom actually was. You know, like, what, mm -hmm. uh, black unemployment, what, 13% again? Oh, he's talking yeah. about? The real unemployment rate right now for the United States is probably like, you know, one in five people. 
Yeah, just about. Yeah. So, like, uh, and also eight billion in debt. Eight trillion, mm-hmm. sorry. It's even more than yep. that. Like, you know, it's just yep. it's uh, the debt clock just just spiraled out of control. Like, you know, I hope they're adding extra digits to like the uh, the uh, the actual physical device because they had that problem at one point. But you know, just it's um, it, it, it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. What he's yeah, uh, and, and, it's in, and here's the thing: it took us a long time to get out of the massive debt that George Bu- George W. Bush did during around his um presidential election, and so much so that it took two um runs from Obama to clear out at least a good you know chunk of it. And now Trump had quite you know pretty much tripled it. And I think that you know I think I even sent you another article before Aaron about how he spent a lot of his money on like golf trips. It's like it's just amazing. How does he manage to actually do that? Because like, uh, I mean, yeah, he had like you know a skirmish in Syria, and yeah, he's uh, he's obviously up, you know uh, increased things like uh, you know like uh, you know his uh, surge in Afghanistan, and uh, okay, maybe you can say that's the reason why he's tripled it because like uh, all these all these wars that we're still buried into, you know, he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get out one day. Like when? You know, like uh, we're they, they, we're constant. We're still in Afghanistan now. We're still in Iraq. We're still in Syria. Like, you know, and uh, as well, like, yeah, there's going to be a massive pullout in Europe, but they're still there too. And, like, and also, they've still got a, an American presence in South Korea as well. And also in Japan, despite the fact that Japan's now, you know, uh, putting away its uh, its uh, constitution to say that it no longer can have, like, a, an opposing army. And now it's currently building that up too. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, on top of that as well, like, it, it makes you wonder, with some of these withdrawals that are currently going on right now, how do we know that this is not um, related to the unrest that's currently going in going on in America right now? Like, you know, he's talking about you know putting these troops, putting like federal troops in um, in like Chicago and like you know supposedly in other you know so-called violent cities. That's why the fact that so most of the violent cities that you actually see over the last couple of years are actually Republican you know cities, not Democrat cities. You know, if you actually look at the proper data. But, oh uh, yeah, so you're you're telling me that he's going to send his own federal troops over to certain places that are considered Democrat because of the violence, and it's trying to like put them in their place. Gee, yeah. why does that sound so familiar? Mm-hmm. So, um, but here's the thing about this: like uh, they try to do this with border patrol, and they try to do this with um, you know like ICE and things like that. So they've basically been borrowing from like other federal agencies and putting together kind of this ragtag militia if you will. And we've all seen how that planned out. It utterly failed. You know, like, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is still here. You know, it's still protesting in Portland. And it's still, you know, it's uh, it's been an absolute utter failure, you know, while, you know, increasing federal troops there. It's uh, just it's just totally not to make a difference at all. If anything, it's made people angrier about the federal government. You know, like... Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And also, uh, we'll get to the Black Lives Matter thing pretty soon, but... Um, yeah, I mean, they're still going to be protesting and they're still going to be, um, stating about how black lives matter and defund the police because I mean, let's be honest, they're, they're actually proving a point that it's definitely needed because they're not letting in. In fact, it's gotten worse. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing about this, like all these troops that are now coming home, like from uh, places like, you know, South Korea, from like, uh, from Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, you know, Syria, you know, uh, from Europe as well. Like, uh, how do we know that we're not going to see these same faces like on American streets soon? Uh, it, it would make yeah. sense, wouldn't it? Like, you know, like, uh, you've no- yeah, these Border Patrol people have failed. These ICE people have failed. The only thing they're good at is doing is bashing through doors and, you know, uh, sending me- Mexicans back, you know, back over the wall. You know, or that garden fence that Trump 
built, you know, which is now falling down because of, uh, you know, uh, the um, the hurricane season and stuff like that. But uh, um, so how do we not know that uh, this is what's going to happen to them? Are they just going to get redeployed back in their own country? Oh, you my know? God. Or even worse, send them over to those irritatingly you know, poorly handled detention camps yeah. where people are being crowded together and not given proper food. Some of them even, like, are given no showers for weeks and, uh, you know, are even drinking from, like, the toilets because they have no water. And, oh, my God, I'm so... I'm still very angry. And 3,000 children lost because they misplaced them. That is oh, such... Could, could you imagine... How, you know, here's the thing about this. Like, you know, you think the debt's bad now. Do you imagine what's going to happen when all these 3,000 kids start filing lawsuits against the government? Oh, my God. They're going to they're gonna have to set billions aside just to kind of deal with them all. You know, like... Yeah, uh, that, and, 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 and it'll be a case in which, like, if this whole thing is over where these people are set free and, you know, don't, I mean, trust me, there's going to be major lawsuits up the ass. Yeah. But, you know, like, Patricia, and, and then, you know, Patricia, these people are going to be... And, here's the thing about this, like, you know, we, we don't know where they are. I mean, like, uh, they, for all we know, they could be in the uh, hands of sex traffickers, you know, things like that. Like, you know, that whole QAnon bullshit, like, you know, talking about, oh, hey, it's, uh, you know, it's the uh, the deep state that's, uh, you know, got these uh, pedophiles all drinking blood and stuff like that. When, when All this entire time, like, uh, the real, you know, um, you know, child protection issue was the fact that 3,000 kids have gone missing and nobody knows what the hell, what, what the hell they've done with them. Yeah, well, if they, if they do shut down these detention centers and the people who were in charge or were, like, you know, involved with it will probably be arrested I, and are no, going to be brought no, into no, trial. No, 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 Patricia, the, uh, the, the, the human rights cases are reserved for uh, people who, uh, you know, are enemies of, the, of America, not our own. Oh, you know? screw you. Exactly. That's, that's, uh, that's how this whole thing's work. You know, like, that's the reason why George W. Bush never got, got, a, got, a, got a, like a slap on the wrist for uh, what he did in Iraq. The reason why Tony Blair still walking around promoting books and, uh, you know, we're telling us how our politics should work, you know, even though like, he should also be equally responsible for what happened in Iraq. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, like there's the thing, like these these politicians, you know, um, uh, do not face any 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 repercussions from what they did. Yeah. And uh, that's one. Of, that's another reason why you know you get these figures like you know Trump and things like that you know coming up and saying oh hey they point the finger at how you know there's no uh, retrib there's no repercussions for you know bad deeds that other politicians have done and then they they turn to people saying oh well I'll fix them you know mm. like it's uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we moved right off uh, the deficit, so I think we'll move right on to uh, the, but, uh, the next But one. yeah, but here's, here's the thing. It's like, you know, people thought that Donald Trump was going to remove the deficit because that was one of the many promises. It's like, you know, more jobs. We're going to, you know, strengthen the economy better than ever. We're going to give people all of their jobs. Uh, at, this point, I think Donald, uh, at this point, I think Donald Trump could campaign on turning lead into gold. And uh, I think, uh, you know, people would probably, probably believe on that, too. So mm. like uh, it's just it's uh, it's another one of those you know uh, you know um, you know you know another one of those lies, pretty much mm -hmm. that uh, he told everybody. So anyway, Mississippi. Um, let's move on to them. So the state flag is finally going to get replaced. Yes. So and they come up with a design which is uh, it is uh, it's, it's a marigold flag. I think yeah. is what they come up with. Uh, so. um, magnolia. A magnolia flag. I do apologize. Don't know why I said marigold, but so uh, magnolia. Yeah, marigold, flag. Marigolds are yellow. Oh, marigolds are yellow. Okay, so um, we're gonna. Um, uh, so we got the magnolia flag, and so um, it looks nice. I mm -hmm. think, and it definitely looks a lot better than the other one. 
I know they tell oh, you that. So. Oh, oh, yes, it does. Yeah. So, uh, mind you, like, uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. Like, uh, I mean, does it really need, like, that? I mean, I'm going to say it's a nice flag. First of all, yeah. I have no problem with it at all, and also, you know, in God we trust is a nice, is a nice, is a nice sort of judge as well. But uh, I mean, in regards to um, like how radically different it needed to be, I mean, like, uh, I mean, did it really need to like, you know, uh, I mean, I would just got rid of the rebel flag. That's what I would have done, and I would have just replaced it with another emblem. I mean, mm -hmm. like, I didn't think you need, like, that much of a radical overhaul, but that's just me. So, like, uh, and also, uh, part of me, kind of, like, just just out of tongue-in-cheek, I would have liked to have become a... I would like to have sort of replaced the Rebel flag with a Pokeball. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't you argue that Pokemon has had a more positive influence on American society than the, than the, the, the freaking Confederacy? Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, Pokemon's been around since the 90s. The, the, what, the Confederacy died in, like, four years? Yep. It's like that joke that we've seen over the past um, year, ever since they were, you know, getting rid of the um, the Confederate flag in multiple places. It's like, you know, this lasted longer than the Confederacy, um, you know, flag. And, you know, it's like Pokemon lasted longer because it's been around for almost 25 years. And what, the, the Confederacy lasted for four? Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, um, so as far as I'm concerned, let them vote, and hopefully they will replace that awful flag. And uh, they'll oh, be absolutely! Done with it. I mean, and it, and it makes a lot of sense that it is the magnolia flower because that is the, the that is uh, Mississippi's state flower. Yeah. But as far as I'm aware, they're only voting on that one flag. I mean, I would have turned around and said, "Hey, uh, let's have two flags. Let's have them both competing against one another." You know. I would yeah, I mean, or make it into a contest, like how they chose Alaska's flag, in which, like, you know, Alaska, when it was starting to become a state in 1959, they were, like, having a contest on, oh, uh, what should our flag look like? And then I think it was, like, a like a 12 year old boy who actually designed the flag to make it look like the the big dipper mm -hmm. so that's how we got the alaska flag so yeah i mean they should have a contest that would be really cool yeah that would go definitely go down in history yeah but uh, they should basically make it where like you know they should do like two new flags and not like say oh do you want to keep the existing one because that's what they did it is not just because of what happened in uh you know with the rebel flag but uh, um, in new zealand they had like a massive competition to replace the flag and uh, then they put it to a referendum and they just decided, and they, despite the fact that this went on for like a three-year process, they decided to keep the original one anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we can't go wrong. Well, I think we can all definitely <laughs> tell you that, but uh, yeah. So um, that's that. And so I think we're all through our election news. I think at the moment. All so. right. By the way, I think one thing we should definitely tell everybody that uh, if you've, I think you should already have got, should people have like already got their ballots already at the moment? Or uh, are they still like uh, waiting for like mail-in? At the moment, because uh, um, I, I guess it depends on which state you're referring to. Okay. I know that some of them are mail-ins and others that you, um, you know, go in physically. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, but, anyway, um, anyone listening to this, I urge everybody: if you're gonna get a mail-in ballot and it definitely comes on your door, send it out as soon as possible. Because you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, make sure that it actually gets out there, and make sure it's, uh, you know, uh, don't wait for like the last minute or anything like that. Unless you don't care about the election or anything like that, if you're gonna get a mail-in ballot, send it out as soon as possible, as, as soon as it comes out through the door. You know, mm -hmm. so make sure it actually gets, you know, gets to the way it needs to go. So yeah, there we go. Cool. All right then, um, we are gonna move on to Black Lives Matter, and uh, we are gonna move on this one particular um, um, news piece. That we got. So, um, here's the thing about this. We've all seen in the news, like the rioting, the fighting, the burning, stuff like that. But here's the real reality about this. According to the Washington Post, about 93% of racial justice protests that have swept the United States this summer remain peaceful and non destructive. Of course. Yeah. 
Because, you know, like, uh, it's a peaceful movement that of people who want to change, you know, ra- who want to see racial justice in America and want to see less shitty police. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the way you get about that, and uh, this has been done since the days of Gandhi, that, you know, you peacefully protest and uh, you make yourself heard. Yeah. You know? So, um, this, so, the vast majority of Black Lives Matter protests that are currently going on right now, the likelihood is, the most likelihood is, is that uh, they are not going to turn violent. You know, no, unless, they're not. Unless an idiot comes in and starts uh, and starts stirring up shit. But uh, here's the thing about this. Uh, I mean, I've seen a video on Twitter as well of um, you know a guy tried to like kick off with like the police and everything like that, and uh, immediately before he could even you know do anything destructive, they all grabbed him, actually threw him into the police, and had him arrested. Yeah. So like you know, the, you know, here's the thing. You know, you you may be sick of like the violence and everything like that, but the you know, the BLM movement is also sick of it too, and they're happily handing people over who do destructive shit over to the people that they're funnily enough protesting for. Mm-hmm. You know, so like uh, there there is a sense of like you know here's the thing about this like if you're like feeling like oh I'm sick of what you know I see on TV about you know the Black Lives Matter protest you're not alone like you know many people in the Black Lives Matter movement do not want this and feel like no, it's don't. counterproductive to their cause and so uh, a lot of them when they start seeing troublemakers they you know the, the the vast majority of the time they will either tell them to go away they'll tell them to leave or they'll basically say to the police hey that guy's causing trouble you might want to deal with him yeah that's why a lot of people tend to fall more towards the actions of the protest with martin luther king jr than with malcolm x in which malcolm x wanted his followers to be more um abrasive and they wanted to shout out hey we want to have peace we're gonna do everything that we can to do it even if it means violence that's why it didn't work that's why peaceful protests like the ones that um you know dr king did have been much more you know i mean well, they've been much more universal for the most part because they know that, you know, love and peace can do so much more than just going out there and striking violence. So I think that the fact that a lot of these have been peaceful and this, sadly, you know, we have like news outlets saying, you know, these protests are nothing more than violence or they're being troublemakers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just absolutely sickening. I mean, people deserve to protest because they want to see their lives better. They want to be able to go out and not being being shot at if they're doing something simple like going out for a jog or falling asleep at night or just going out for a drive or something. Mm -hmm. But no, of course, we have to have, you know, the police out there saying, oh, you know, we're going to have, you know, we're going to show off our rights. And, you know, in order for us to do that, we're going to have to say, oh, you're causing trouble. So we're going to shoot you so that we don't have you cause trouble, even though you didn't do any trouble. Mm. So, um, in regards to this, I mean, like, uh, the bottom line is, like, the likelihood is, if you meet uh, a member of the Black Lives Matter movement, likelihood is they're going to be very peaceful and actually be a nice person to you. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I've met people in BLM. Like, you know, it's uh, I've never had a problem with any of them at all. Mm-hmm. Never once. So, like, uh, you know, we've, we have disagreements over politics, like, you know, everyone else in society. You know, like, uh, I don't understand why um, Black Lives Matter supporters should be treated differently, you know, I'm not talking about the people who actually do want to cause trouble, I mean, I mean yeah, they should obviously be, you know, punished in some way, but, uh, you know, in regards to people who just want to make the point that uh, a, a black guy should not be shot by a police officer for no good reason whatsoever, I mean, I don't understand why that person's not, un- is not, un- it should be considered unreasonable, when actually what they're asking for is actually quite reasonable, mm-hmm. that's just me. 
Yeah. I, I, did you see that picture of, uh, you know, Trump, you know, for police officers? And then there was like a whole bunch of police officers like holding Trump signs. Oh, yeah. Those, uh, so there's a police union that's, uh, you know, backing Donald Trump. Which mm-hmm. doesn't, no, I mean, like, uh, doesn't really surprise me all, all that much. Mind you, it, it's just, uh, here's the thing about this, like, uh, have you seen, like, the, the, the police with, like, their cop cars now with, like, uh, the Punisher logos on them? Like oh the, my god, they completely missed the point of, of the, the Punisher. Punisher. Yeah, like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, they might as well put My Little Ponies, you know, uh, things on them for all, for all, for all, uh, <laughs> it would make just as much sense. You know, like, uh, the idea of the Punisher is that he's currently stuck in this cycle of having to seek for justice, and uh, every time he kills, you know, other bad guys, more bad guys take their place. You know, like... Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, like, he's trying to get revenge on the people who killed his wife and his daughter, and he's going around and killing people, and that's only caused, it, like, more violence for him. And, 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 you know, he's a vigilante. So the fact that police officers are wearing the Punisher logo completely missed the point of the character. You know, under this logic, there should not be any police officers with wives because they're all been murdered by the mafia. Oh my God! It's just, okay, yeah. we're not, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go there. I, I just, but I'm just saying, like you know, it's uh, if 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 everyone feels like they're actually the Punisher, like you know, no, you're not, because you're like you know, if you're going home to like you know, everybody, everybody saying, hey, sweetheart, it's like you know, that's not what you know, that's not what the Pun, <laughs> that's not what the Punisher does every evening. <laughs> Guarantee you that. But uh, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, so. Here's some news about the coronavirus, so we'll, uh, we'll roll these up into two. So the U.S. says it's not going to be taking part in the World Health Organization's uh, effort to, de- to de- develop and distribute a coronavirus vaccine. Oh, so. my God. Wow. So you're trying to tell me that if... Uh, like, here's the thing. Like Currently, as of right now, there are seven vaccines that are currently on stage three. And a lot of them are either from like the UK or from China or from, I think, Israel is another one. There's also the Russian one. Yeah. And uh, the one where we don't know if we're either going to be snorting it, shooting it or, uh, you know, (laughs) hoffing it up. Like, uh, I'm I'm really kind of hoping for like, you know, it's uh, synthetic weed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then the entire, and then the only way that everyone could do it, like, uh, is uh, that the, the, across the entire world they have to legalize marijuana in order to basically get cured of the coronavirus. Oh and, my and, God. and here's the thing about, like, you know, here's the thing about this. And when they do it, uh, everyone will be too high to start wars or conflicts or anything like that. So not only have you cured the whole world of a massive pandemic, but you've also declared world peace. <laughs> Did you did you see the Saturday Night Live video when it was announced that in some U.S. states that marijuana was deemed legal and they had this huge musical number about how, you know, everybody was just like so dozed off that, it, you know, that nobody wanted to fight each other anymore or nobody wanted to um, argue about some petty stuff and they just wanted peace. And then like supermarkets and restaurants were like doubling or tripling because of the, the amount of businesses that they got in and all that kind of stuff and yeah oh my god that was so funny and you know <laughs> you know, you know just... what i've just i've just been looking at like i mean you look at uh, i mean when colorado legalized uh you know marijuana in uh, in their state i mean they, they they got to the point where they actually properly fund their schools 
I mean, like, yeah, uh, yeah like, uh, they, uh, a lot of tax revenue came in from that stuff. And so, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I would argue that, uh, you know, being high while driving is uh, not a good thing. And obviously it's causing, uh, that's an issue I think they need to contend with as well. But at the same time, like, uh, if you've got something out there that uh, everyone is prob- is legally purchasing and also being taxed for it too, and uh, I would say just jack up the taxes if it's causing so much, you know, um, you know, problems in society. But, uh, uh, I mean, I don't see an argument now to the point where if you use legalize a drug, you uh, get proper people actually producing it and not sticking, like, you know, chemical shit and things like that in it. And then you get the government to come in and, like, properly regulate it and tax it and everything like that. And, you know, like, uh, you, you got another income for, you know, um, society to, uh, to delve into, you know, to uh, provi- properly provide public services. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, it's, a, it's a win-win when you really think about it. Like, yeah. Now, here's the thing that really irritates me is that all of these other countries, if they are able to get to the vaccine first before uh, the United States, you know for sure that there's going to be some there's going to be some blood and, sh- you know, uh, and violence going into that. It's like, well, um, it really depends. I mean, here's the thing about this. Like, uh, I mean, you know, behind the scenes, we don't really know what's going on with like, you know, the uh, talk amongst the scientists about, you know, the vaccine itself. You know, for all we know, it could be like, uh, hey, uh, you know, we found this bit you could use, we found that bit you can use. So, like, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, a worldwide discussion currently going on about how this is all going to be. And, and uh, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe the um, U.S. scientists might be kind of, like, defying orders and saying, oh, hey, we'll talk to the world about what's going on. So, yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he'll be like, oh, uh, you know, we changed our minds. We're going to have the the virus come in. I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to, like, go on during election period. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, we, we, well, let's move away from the election because we already talked about it. But, uh, I mean, in regards to, like, the coronavirus itself, like, it wouldn't surprise me, like, you know, uh, the Americans come up with their own vaccine and uh, then, you know, other you know parts of the world come up with their own version of it. So, like, uh, maybe it might end up just being a situation where, you know, you have to kind of, like, declare that you've had a particular vaccine before you can, like, you know, go this, there, or the other, or something like that. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we could have been in a situation where, like, you know, the, the world just, you know, just it's, uh, different parts of the world just come up with their own cures. You know, so like, or like, you know, just uh, presentative measures. So, I mean, it might not necessarily be a bad thing. If we've got so much, uh, you know, um, money, by the way, a lot of money's been pumped into this at the minute. Like, you know, like government contracts are like, you know, just uh, flying off the shelves. I mean, for like, you know, scientists to jump in and sh- to try and, you know, get to grips with this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, uh, who knows where we're going to be at this, you know, at this point. Like, uh, I mean, here's the thing about this, though. Like, I wouldn't read too much into, like, the media saying, like, oh, um, there's going to be um, a cure by this time or that time or anything like that. I'm pretty sure a cure will just uh, will become up when there's a cure. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, let them properly sort it all out. The, the last thing we want is for, you know, the newspapers to jump up and down and all the media to jump up and down and say, hey, we need this now. And then all of a sudden, the me- you know, uh, they just release it. And then all of a sudden, they've realized there's actually, like, you know, really bad stuff in this. And that's have, like, you know, widespread ramifications, you know, over the next couple of decades. That's the last thing we want we want for anything like that. So, I, you know, like... Um, I would say, um, you know, let the scientists get on with what they need to do. Let them do their trials. Let them do like, uh, you know, trial, you know, um, you know, uh, vaccinations of people. Let them roam around the world and roam around the the, uh, the community and see if they actually have been cured of it or do not catch it or anything like that. And then after that, when you can say that, you can definitely show for definite that uh, this is something that you want the public to have. Let it out, you know. And uh, then obviously we can uh, see the end of this, you know. Right. So yeah. They, oh, my, my biggest thing is like, no matter how long it takes, just do it properly, please. You know. Yeah, and and also I think that 
Um, you know, you can't just, you know, just because a person like looks okay within the first couple of weeks does not mean that the vaccine is like, you know, gone smoothly. I mean, so you have to, you know, use a, a good, reliable source of a vaccine. Not, not, well, I mean, I don't know what Russia is thinking about, like when they're saying, oh, we're going to test out this vaccine, even though it's not a hundred percent clear if it's even going to work. And let's just test it out on some of our people. Uh, I, I was just sitting there with like Vladimir Putin just uh, turning around saying, oh, I injected my daughter with it. It's kind of like, what? It's like, you know, like, uh, you don't even know what it's going to do. Like, it's just, it's, uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm really surprised with what Russia's currently doing at the minute. Like, uh, it wouldn't surprise me that, like, it just said, oh, hey, we just uh, took some, uh, I don't know, we just mixed it with some vodka or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, okay. like, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, so, um, I'm a little alarmed about what, how, you know, Russia is just suddenly, like, uh, you know, come with, like, you know, uh, they've been more known to, like, poison people rather than cure people at this point. <laughs> so, like, uh, uh, so, yeah, well, I'll just leave it at that. And uh, anyway, I'll just say to everybody, there'll be a vaccine when there's a vaccine. Let them just get on with the work and let them just do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, as of, as of right now, according to Fauci and according to other sources, we should be at least getting the first batches of, of the vaccine, possibly around early 2022, yeah, early 2021 or even late 2021. So, yeah, I'm not going to take anything if it's, like, really shady. I'm going to, well, like, wait. That's interesting until... because, uh, you know, the World Health Organization right now are estimating that uh, people won't be fully vaccinated, uh, you know, until, like, twenty, until, like mid-2021. So uh, unless they're sitting around and saying, hey, uh, we'll definitely have something at the beginning of the year and then everyone will have it by the, mid by the, mid by the middle of the year. I, I, know that sure. some, I know that they're going to be d distributing, like, a few thousand vaccines to certain countries. And then when they know that it's good, they'll, they'll continue, like, b you know, making more and then they'll be distributing to other countries. Because making vaccines, I mean, you know, especially if it's, like, all done consistently, it, it takes a lot of work. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, argue with that. <laughs> we're not even we're scientists. Lucky we're, we're lucky that we're getting the vaccine as early as we are, because you remember that vaccines like this usually take decades to yeah. form. I mean, how long does it take to like eliminate polio? Like it was just, it was. Oh, uh, oh my god! It, it took a, it took decades for you know the you know polio. I mean, it took until Jonas Salk was able to say, "Hey, we were able to find the cure for polio around the '50s." And you remember that polio was a major, major disease for people, where you know people were suffering from it for decades. I mean, you know that's how we lost you know Franklin D. Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, like, eventually polio became non-existent because we have, you know, vaccines like this. So, yeah, it's going to take time, people. You're going to have to wait. I mean, that's how we were able to, you know, take down things like measles and mumps and, um, you know, leprosy and a whole bunch of these diseases. Yeah, I can't believe I'm about to associate Nintendo with the coronavirus vaccine, but uh, you remember what Shigeru Miyamoto said, like, you know, a, a bad vaccine can, like, you know, will be bad forever, but a good vaccine will, uh, like, you know, if it takes time, you remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a delayed vaccine is for, it, it, you know, is eventually good, but a rushed vaccine is forever bad, and in the worst way possible, because yeah. you might be dead. Well, not only that, you might just be badly you might you might have like you know lifelong conditions that you might not uh you know it's all that well like you know here's the thing about this they've got to be careful with this vaccine man you know like it could affect your breathing it could affect your heart rate it could affect you know uh you know your circulation it could uh it could, it could even affect it could even uh, affect whether you can actually you know reproduce or not as oh well God. there's that there's that aspect of it as well like uh you know so there's just so much they've got to look out for and you just gotta you just gotta be patient until they can you know definitely say that it's not gonna do bad shit so uh -huh. like yeah uh, moving on, uh, one other thing about the coronavirus. Uh, sadly, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his wife and his daughters have also tested positive for COVID-19. 
Yeah, and Robert Patterson as well. Yeah, and so I mean, like, uh, I mean, here's the thing about this: like, I'm, I'm very concerned about his wife, and I'm very concerned about his daughters. But uh, The Rock, I think, will definitely, you know, I mean, he obviously he's going to be very, very sick, and my heart goes out to him and his family and everything like that. But uh, I mean, it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, who's, who's, you know, uh, who, who's, who's lost out here? Like, you know, uh, The Rock getting the coronavirus, or the coronavirus getting The Rock? <laughs> you know, like. Uh, uh, like, uh, you know, like, I can probably say that Dwayne Johnson, I think, is strong and healthy enough to uh, obviously, you know, look after himself and hopefully, you know, get over this uh, terrible, terrible, uh, you know, uh, coronavirus. Oh, did did you hear about the news report? Uh, I think it was last week about Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo almost died from the coronavirus. Yeah. And it took like, the support of his family on Zoom to get him to live. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, he's like, this, this is the thing. Yeah, we almost lost Mark Mothersbaugh, people. Yeah, Mark Mothers wasn't. Didn't he also have some pre-existing conditions as well? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what makes this virus so scary. Like, you know, um, if you're having, you know, blood circulation issues, if you're having, uh, you know, breathing difficulties, if you're have like, if you, you diabetes, diabetes has been one of the main killers of uh, of Corona, you know, in Corona in COVID nineteen. So, like, you know, like anything pre-existing like that, that that's gonna, that's a that's a worry. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, that, that's what's basically causing like the uh, the uh, enormous figures of like of deaths. And on top of that as well, like and also keeping it maintaining a healthy you know lifestyle is also pretty strong to that too. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. Okay, so um, that's the latest on the coronavirus, and uh, while it's um, not as uplifting as we like it to be, I mean, who, who knows where we'll be where we'll be next week? So and who knows where yeah, we'll be next I, month or anything like that? I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I mean, for the past few months, we haven't heard anything. It, you know, regarding about like, oh, you know, the cases are, you know, are going to be like normalized because, you know, in, in, depending on where you're from, there are some cases that are going really, really low. But then there are some cases that are spiking up again, like India, for example, are spiking up do, dramatically. Do you, know, do you know what I've learned recently? Apparently the Solomon Islands have not had any cases. Really? Yeah, and like so, you know, I get like there's some places like some remote areas of the world are not going to see like uh, you know COVID nineteen. I get sure. that. Sure. I mean, but, I mean, how many how many tourists go to the Solomon Islands? Yeah, there's, there's quite a. I don't know. Like, uh, I can't. I can't actually. I mean, I've known people who go to the Maldives. I've known people who've gone to like you know Cambodia and Vietnam and like uh, you know like various other you know uh, Asian countries. And uh, told me all about him as well. Like he was very interesting when I was uh, speaking to him over in you know uh, back when we could go to the pub, you know. But um, you know, in regards to um, you know people going to the Solomon Islands, I don't think I've actually met anybody who's actually been there yet, as far as I'm aware. I mean, like hmm. I'm sure someone on Twitter is going to tell me, like, well, Aaron, we spent some time together. And I went to the Solomon Islands, and I said, oh, it must not come up in conversation. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, like, uh, yeah, let's um, let, let's see what. Um, currently goes on because i mean there's some areas that are obviously struggling massively here's the thing about this like uh, you know i can i complain about the way that western nations have handled the coronavirus but i've got to be honest with you i do feel like somewhere down the line there is going to be an end game to this but for countries like india for countries like in the developing nations for countries that, you know are really struggling with poverty and high amounts of population they are going to massively struggle for this for at least a decade you know, like, uh, I really think that somewhere down the line, I think we are going to end up with kind of like this two-tier world where, like, we can't go to this part of the world because coronavirus is still pretty bad and, like, the vaccines haven't got there yet. And then there's going to be all of us who's like, oh, we can just travel amongst ourselves. You know, we won't see, we think any different of it. You know, yeah. that's the why I'm, I'm... Here's the thing about this, like, I feel like we're going to get through this eventually. I'm more worried about people who can't get through this. Right. That's, that's what I'm more worried about right now. 
So. Yeah, well, I mean, for the people who are the sick, for the people who are the elderly, for the people who are, you know, going through already, um, you know, pre-existing conditions like blood pressure or diabetes or a, a heart disease or anything like that. I mean, even for well, like not uh, really that, Patricia. Like people are like who uh, about, who don't even get enough to eat. You know, like uh, those parts of the world. You know, like. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let alone, you know, like, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's very sad what's going on here in the in, in the United States and what's going on in the United Kingdom as well. But I mean, like uh, we I could guarantee you like uh, what we're going through right now is probably going to be not as bad as what other countries probably will be. How they will have oh, imagine, with yeah, like especially with all the, um, the countries that, you know, have been going through war and are now staying in refugee camps like Yemen. Imagine all the, I mean, imagine them, you know, having to live in camps and imagine having to like stay in tents, not knowing where to go because their country has been decimated by war. And now they have to deal with a pandemic. And, and you know, they're, they're, it's a layer on top of a layer of just awfulness. It is. So uh, that's where I currently sound on the coronavirus right now. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to some entertainment stuff because uh, we need something to lighten up the mood. Uh, so, um, okay, so, uh, well, mind you, I don't know how this, is gonna, this news piece is really going to lighten things up. So, uh, Mulan is due for release on Disney Plus. And, yep. Uh, yep. And uh, not only will you have to pay for a Disney Plus subscription, but you also have to pay a one off fee also of $30 as well. So, like, uh, probably imagine that. Uh, I feel all excited about that. Not. Yeah, I know. I know. You have been boycotting this movie ever since we heard the news about the main actress behind Mulan is uh, approving of, you know, the Hong Kong police and disapproving of people protesting, saying freeing Hong Kong. Yeah. And by the way, uh, the the situation in uh, Hong Kong has got even worse since then because now they've got this national this national security law, and now they'd be arresting and you know jailing. Um, you know, it's pro-democracy protesters left, right, and center. So, like, it's it's getting even worse on the ground for them right now. But uh, um, there is something interesting currently going on in regards to the Mulan movie, and that is that boycott Mulan has also been trending uh, on Twitter, but uh, in uh, in different places for different reasons. So, I mean, obviously, I got involved for my my, my reason in regards to Hong Kong, but uh, also there's been uh, a situation in Bali. Uh, I think uh, they've also uh, not been uh, jumping on that as well. And uh, also, uh, there's been various other, um, you know, uh, countries that have also jumped in for different reasons, too. So, uh, likelihood is that, uh, you know, I'm interested to see what Mulan's numbers actually are going to be. And uh, it's like, uh, on top of that as well, like, uh, you know, there's currently this whole, like, hostility with, like, between the United States and China right now. Like, you know, like, uh, do you think many Americans are actually going to go on to see this movie? I mean, I, I know that they'll see this movie because, you know, it was based off of, you know, a Disney animated film from 1998, which in itself was based off of a Chinese poem that was written thousands of years ago. So, I mean, I don't know. That's really hard to say. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you, you, know, you know, some people are going to be like, you know, oh, China, not going to not going to watch that. You know, like uh, there's yeah. those, those, those people exist. And uh, so, but uh, they will, we will be doing it for more racist reasons rather than kind of like more political reasons, I probably imagine. But, uh, I, I, I hope they yeah. don't. Anyway, but oh, hang on a second. I'm just looking at Dubon right now uh, on the, the Chinese website. Uh, currently, right now, uh, Mulan is uh, currently rated by users uh, 4.8 out of 10. Ouch. Oof. Like, now, now, here's the thing. I mean, we have to look at it from like, uh, uh, are they saying this because the movie is like, you know, a unnecessary it's, remake? Like it's a Chinese website, so I probably imagine that they're not. You know, they're not doing it on the boycott Mulan. 
you know, stuff. No, I, think I, that, I think they're doing it because of the movie itself, not because of the whole boycott or protest. Yeah. Or and here's like the thing about this. Apparently, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has got hold of this and currently it holds a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So, here's the thing about this, though. Yeah, here's the thing. But I'm, I'm telling everybody right now I don't care if it's in, in search of the Crystal Skull territory. We are not reviewing this movie. Um, mm. I'm sorry. I refuse. Right. I understand. Mm hmm. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I know that, um, you know, I have been requested to take a look at the live action Disney remakes. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, somebody wanted me to take a look into the Lion King 2019. And, you know, I I'm I'm still thinking about it. I mean, I know that I am going to be watching all the others, you know, ranging Whoa. from. Like I'm, just, I'm just looking at this now. Actually, the Tomatometer has actually gone up to 79 percent. So like, uh, it's, it's, it's still it's still Crystal Skull territory. Well, if it goes to 80 percent, we're, we're home dry. We yeah, are, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Not like we wanted to get good reviews, but uh, whatever. Mind you, look at the audience score. It's 55%. Again, is this due to the movie itself, or is this due to the protest? I'm not too sure. I think I, I will be surprised if it was a bit, a bit of both. Um, let's see, let me just actually have a look. At, uh, yeah, the uh, I'm going to look at the audience scores. Um, oh, good grief. Bad acting and boring. The original was much better. Okay, then. So it is based off of the movie's yeah. merits. So I'm just looking at this as uh, at all audiences right now. Let me have a look at the top critics. Sure. Uh, talking animals and slaps. Okay, so uh, Philip de Semlin from Time Out says, Talking animals and slapstick silliness are very much out and stiff lip themes and family. And duty and honor are in. So apparently he's complaining that uh, apparently they uh, he liked the uh, <laughs> the original movie with its slapstick. So uh, Eddie, Eddie, I, I, the, the Mulan starring Eddie Murphy apparently is better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, it is true that a lot of people were complaining and wanted to remove, you know, not watch this movie due to the fact that obviously Mushu's not going to be in it and there's going to be no music. So mm -hmm. a lot of people were turned off by it. And I and remember when we first heard about this, it's like, oh, I know what they're doing. They're going to be basing it off of the original poem by Mulan, in which it's going to take it to a more serious direction. I get it. You know, where Mulan fights into the war for 12 years and they find out about who, her identity until after the war is over and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I thought it was going to be about that. But apparently it's not because they're adding in a whole bunch of characters that weren't even from the original poem. And they're doing, and from what I've heard, and they're doing some interesting changes that um that actually you know gotten people kind of soured with oh, so here's an interesting one from the hollywood reporter uh, uh leo has uh, enough charisma and lead for the lead performance but the script gives her no depth and no meaningful relationships to work with okay that is a terrible thing because if you remember the whole point of mulan both in the original poem and in the movie was that she was seeing her father who was too old to fight in the wars and they're calling out all the males to say, okay, we want you to fight off to the war so that we can be able to protect ourselves from the Huns. And so she disguised herself as a man so that she can be able to prevent her father from being killed at the war. So if they're, if the main motivation is not there and it's just come, comes across as being hollow, then that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, like, uh, there's there's plenty of reviews here which are not favorable to this movie, but uh, there are some good ones, uh, I will admit. But uh, I mean, I've got to be I, honest. Let me like, guess. Let me guess. They, they, the reason why it was praised was because of its, you know, spectacle and its cinematography and the way it looks, right? Yeah, it's basically the it basically Pixar style reviews. Basically. Oh, of course it is. Beautiful animation, but the story is basic. It's a tech demo. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, uh, but we will never know because we will not be watching it. So mm. uh, yeah. Okay, um, moving on. So Nintendo has uh, there's a leak that's come through, and uh, they are it's possibly teasing that uh, Nintendo are currently uh, pondering over a portable GameCube console. Which is kind of funny because if you remember that the GameCube was kind of portable to begin with, it's like, oh, you know, there's a there's like a handle right by the side of the GameCube. We can carry it around with us because they saw how bulky that the Xbox was, and so they were like, hey, let's let's see if we can make it convenient for people to carry it around because they knew that you know they would like take their consoles to a, like a friend's house, and yeah. so that's why Miyamoto designed it that way in the first place. But here's the thing about this: there's one thing I would argue about that though is that uh, when Nintendo, one of Nintendo. Um, uh, merchandise that all the accessories that they released for was a bag. So, like, uh, you had a Nintendo GameCube bag that uh, you would put the GameCube in. So, like, uh, I'm sure people will probably much more like to have that kind of functionality with the GameCube rather than carrying it around with a handle. I mean, that's just me. I mean, like, uh, but... Uh, you know, I like, mean, if, if, they're, if they're talking about portable in which, like, the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, I can speak, was like, then, yeah, I can see that. But they're doing it. They're doing the GameCube first and not doing the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. It's so, interesting. According to um, one of the uh, Taurus, who uh, currently uh, looks at this, apparently, a possible GC model proposal has been found on recent leaks. Uh, it would uh, have included a dock with uh, support for external controllers, network memory cards, and a mini DVD drive. Interesting. Very interesting, because, you know, the GameCube couldn't play DVDs because they were working with like really well, no, tiny no, 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 discs. No, no, not a DVD drive, a mini DVD drive. So if you remember, the GameCube games did actually come on mini DVDs. So oh, that's it, right. it yeah. would still basically be a device that you could put mini DVDs in it, but you couldn't put actual DVDs in it. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so interesting though, like, you know, so you'd have a portable device you'd hold in your hand. So in a way, it'd be kind of like a more bulkier version of the PSP, maybe? I guess so. I mean, I have seen videos of, like, you know, fan creators who actually made, like, you know, those, uh, you know, like, I, I think I remember one that was, like, a Nintendo Wii that made it look like a Switch, the, um, you know, crossed with a Game Boy Advance or something, and you got to play, like, you know, Wii games. Is, is it kind of like that, in which, like, you get, it's kind of like the Switch, but a little bit bulkier, and you got to play GameCube here's games? The, here's the thing about this, like, you know what, uh, GameCube games are, like, you know, a couple of gigabytes, maybe? Like, you know, like, uh, I get, you know, Metal Gear Solid had to come on two mini DVDs. So, I mean, like, obviously, that's a massive game. I mean, like, uh, maybe, maybe they probably will have to look at saying, oh, well, maybe we might. <laughs> here's, here's an interesting thing. Would they even start re- I mean, dare I say, would Nintendo have a look at that, uh, potentially re-, re, you know, resurrecting the GameCube? Maybe. And, like, mm-hmm. saying, oh, hey, we're going to make games for it again. Like, uh, right. we've got, we got, like, a mini portable, you know, system that we can work with. I mean, like,. Uh, I guess, like, given the fact that now, like, uh, well, the Nintendo 3DS is pretty much like having a like a mini Nintendo 64 in your hand. I mean, yeah, like, pretty uh, much because you know they had the the Zelda games and they had um, what else did they have? Uh, Diddy Kong Racing. No, that's DS. But yeah, yeah essentially the DS and the 3DS were essentially like mini Nintendo 64 games well, there. If, but if yeah, I mean, it, the next the next stage of the evolution is definitely going to be the GameCube, and so it makes me wonder if they're just going to sit around and say, well, you know what, like, uh, why not just basically have a, a mini console, but then you would also release, you know, like you would just release the discs, and then you would. Have have people like popping in the discs and like uh, using like that and also the, the mini dvds are pretty portable so you can carry them around 
Yeah, I mean, they essentially, you know, did that, uh, like, late into the 3DS's development when they ported Luigi's Mansion over to the 3DS. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it'd be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where, where this goes. If uh, Nintendo, Let me ask you something. Uh, you know, if you were to choose any, you know, let, let's just say if this portable device does exist where you get to play, like, you know, GameCube games. I mean, what would be the first GameCube game that you would like to play on the go? Ooh, I tell you what, um, given that they're on my shelf right now, uh, let me have a look. Um, I mean, I would want, funny enough, uh, if, you know, um, I probably would go with Lenny. Nah, that's not that's not one. Yeah, so yeah, I would actually have to sit down. Mario Kart Double Dash. Actually, that'd be, that'd be a pretty fun game to play. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and we could have mo- and like online multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing about that. They never took full advantage of that. I mean, like, uh, they had, like, I remember back in the day, he had, like, uh, I think it was called Pipeline. I think it was so you could play, like, your GameCubers online if you wanted to. But you only had two games you could play it with. And one of them was Mario Kart Double Dash. And, like, you know, they missed such a great opportunity with Star Fox Assault to, like, have online multiplayer for that. Like, you know, like, oh, that, would, that would have been brilliant if they had, like, you know, you could use that with a broadband adapter. Yeah, but, like, Nintendo didn't really take too much advantage of the online stuff when the PlayStation 2 and Xbox already did that. Yeah, I mean, this is, why pe- this is why people the, complain about Nintendo being so behind the times. Well, this is the thing, like, yeah, they were definitely behind the times at that time. You know, like, you know, they, they were they were rudderless at that point. Like, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft and uh, PlayStation were, go- you know, were, were going off to the, you know, off to the races. And like, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, hey, here's our consoles. They're online. You can play with your friends. You can, uh, you know, and like, you know, the Halo phenomenon was, you know, when Halo 2 came out, that was huge. Like you know, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like uh, that. All my friends played Halo too. Every you know, everyone I who was in my you know social circle played Halo too and played it online. That was a yeah. big thing for Xbox. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's it's like what's when when Josh Scorcher was doing his top ten uh, Microsoft fails list. He said that, you know, once upon a time, uh, whenever that you would say, hey, want to play video games was, hey, you want to play Xbox? Because exact that's exactly what happened, because everybody was into the Xbox because of stuff like Halo 2 and um, other games that came out of it. It's like, you know, Xbox was essentially like, you know, catapulting to the future of what games online were going to be over the next 15 years. And, you know, Nintendo sadly, you know, didn't really utilize it or were poorly handling how 3D uh, gameplay was going to be. Okay. Tell you what, I'm actually going to pick out, I'm actually in front of my shelf right now, and I'm going to pick out the GameCube games, which I think they should probably release for the, uh, the, they should release for the GameCube, you know, portable console, if they did come up with it. So I'm going to pick out Mario Kart Double Dash. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna interesting thing though. Like Sega is gonna bring something out for this console, I think. But uh, what I think they would probably would bring out is the Sonic Mega Collection. Hmm. The Sega Mega. The Sonic Mega Collection. Now, here's the thing. Those collections, like with Sega, have been released multiple times. I mean, I currently have the classic uh, so- uh, Sega collection on Steam. Yeah, but so- you know, would you blame them if they released it again to make some more money? Like, you know, I mean, if they were, they have to do the updated version because, you know, there are so many games that are released on the current collection that the other one doesn't have. I guess if they make GameCube games again, then they could probably do that. Maybe that's true. I suppose so. Mini DVDs are not easy to are pretty easy to produce. So like, Mm -hmm. they won't be too difficult about that. Hmm, Let me have a look at other ones we could do. Um, I'm going to say they maybe probably should uh, re-release. Uh, they should always have a WWE game. Obviously, that's... Which a, that. one? Um, tell you what, Day of Reckoning was actually quite fun. 
Okay. Day of Reckoning. Maybe they should probably bring out Day of Reckoning again. Well, mind you, they should probably do a more updated version of that, maybe, because this one, this one, this, my version's got Stacey Keebler on it. And, like, you know, she's been now married to, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, you know, you know, his name just completely out of my head. Um, Stacey Keebler. Who is she, who is she married? She was married to a really famous guy. And then they got divorced. And mm. I can't remember what. Uh, so, okay, maybe not that. Ooh, I would definitely bring out Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes. Oh, that's a good idea. That is a great idea because that is the only the you know Twin Snakes is only available on the GameCube. Now, the Metal Gear Solid series has been released multiple times on like PSN and uh, you know other PlayStation consoles, but they've only been it's only been the original Metal Gear Solid. As for Twin Snakes, it's always been a GameCube exclusive. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, given the fact that uh, they're going to be releasing the new Samurai Jack game, maybe they probably should release that on uh, the GameCube console. Portable console as well. Okay. Maybe. Good. Yeah, I think they should do that. Because uh, Samurai Jack, the Shadow of Aku's on the uh, GameCube. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, and as for me, like, I, I think that, you know, like, very, very rare games for, like, the GameCube, you know, should get, like, new life. Because, you know, there were a lot of games that were released there that most people forgot, uh, you know, forgot about until, like, many years later, like Chibi Robo, for example, was like a huge cult classic on the GameCube. Yeah. And um, I say that's one thing they should definitely do. They should release game. They should release some of like the, the niche, uh, you know, uh, the, the games that didn't really get a chance to like, you know, gain a massive audience, you know, like uh, they should probably release some of those GameCube games and uh, have, uh, give them a, like a new audience to kind of like admire them, you know? So. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, because um, I did the GameCube podcast with, Jim and Eli many years ago, where I talked about when I was working in Goodwill, uh, you know, that's the, um, the, the thrift store, uh, where, you know, I, you know, you get to buy like, you know, use toys or use clothes or use games and all that kind of stuff. So where you, you get your Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yes. Where you get your Adam Sandler movies for less than a dollar anyway. But when I worked there and we were dealing with like GameCube and games, when we would like put them on the shelves or when we would put them online, they would sell for hundreds of dollars. Like I remember one time I got a game. I was putting together a GameCube, four controllers, a memory card and like 20 something games. And, you know, some gaming store in Miami bought them for over a thousand dollars. Oh, jeez! You know, like, yeah. here's the thing about this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, GameCube became such a problem to sell in the UK. Uh, though at one point they were actually giving them away for like fifteen dollars. Oh, wow. It was like, yeah, it, GameCube was, uh, you say, sales were terrible in the UK. You know, yeah, I mean, and here, even here in America, like the GameCube was the third best-selling console because the Sony PlayStation Two like decimated, like you know, the the records until the Wii came out, and then um, you know, Xbox is like you were mentioning before. Everybody had an Xbox, and everybody was playing Halo. So the you know, the GameCube was kind of like second banana compared to everything else because it was you know it was like gearing more towards the children and it was it didn't utilize all of the modern capabilities that you know we kind of now take for granted and it wouldn't be until the Wii in which they're like you know what I think that we can't you know utilize um you know the games that we have to like you know our hardcore audience let's move over to the casuals and this is why fans of Nintendo who have been following it since the NES days were pissed off with Wii because it was like, oh, now you're doing like the lowest common denominator. Now you're catering to people who aren't even gamers. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just because I have a bias towards it, I would say really Star Fox Assault on uh, on, on on the new GameCube console. I'd, I'd really love to see that again. So, uh, uh, yeah, you know, also, you know, like 
Yeah, it uh, wouldn't be, uh, and also, you know, the Metroid Prime, um, you know, one and two, I, I know that a lot of people have it on like Wii and Wii U, but I mean, wouldn't it be great if you, I mean, I know that, you know, nowadays, if you want to be able to have access to it, you need to use the Wii controls. Um, I, and I think with the Switch, uh, you know, some, something similar, which, you know, you pull out the, the Switch remotes and you get to move it the same way, but wouldn't it be nice if you actually get to play it like normally and you don't have to utilize the, the, the controls? Um, yeah. you know, I know some people have difficulties with it. Yeah, and, well, um, I guess, I think so. Went online. Oh, actually another one I should have just realized, uh, Resident Evil 4. You know, before oh, Resident Evil Four has been released multiple times, Aaron. What makes the GameCube difference from everything else? Well, you remember, it was like it was uh, it was the first console it was released on. So like, it's, yeah. it's the original. So like, uh, maybe it was uh, maybe just uh, for a, for a bit of a laugh, maybe release it on there, maybe. So oh, F Zero GX. There you go. That's a, that's a great example. F Zero GX because that was the what was that? The, was that the last F Zero game that we ever gotten? I think you know, I think they came up with something else. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, obviously it wasn't enough memorable to us for to discuss about it. Oh, Luigi's Mansion as well. Maybe we should release that too. Well, it's it's already out on the 3DS, but yeah, yeah the original still. Luigi's well, Mansion. Well, mind you, that it was a, it was a downgraded version of uh, Luigi's Mansion that appeared on yeah, the 3DS. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good point. You have yeah. a good point. Oh, and so, here, oh, here's a blast from the past: Super Smash Brothers Melee. There you go, melee. We need to get melee in there. I mean, like, yeah. come on. If and, you think and of online Cube, as well, if I mean, if, the, if this thing's gonna have like some kind of online capability, they need to they need to obviously do that as well. So absolutely, like, and yeah. uh, you, and also you need to have Eternal Darkness in there. If you're gonna have, you know, the definitive cult classic for a GameCube, and you want to have. Uh, a game that a lot of people fondly remember. It's got to be Eternal Darkness. <laughs> I tell you what, like just for a laugh, maybe they should probably like uh, maybe get like a. You, you remember the Game Boy Player? That yes, appears? I yeah. remember it. I have the boot disc, so like, uh, and it's actually still attached underneath my uh, GameCube at the moment. So uh, yeah, nice. Maybe release that too. So yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing about this though. Whilst I'm going through my thing, I've got some like you know like uh, my good grief. I still have Donkey Konga. How did this not get? Oh. How did this not get pre-owned? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry I haven't swapped this out for something else. Here's the thing about this, though. I actually found Donkey Konga fun. You know, like... Uh, that would be interesting. Like, I, I know that with Donkey Konga, you need to use the, the, the Konga uh, controls. So how are you going to implement that to a portable system? Uh, well, if they have, like... Uh, if you remember, uh, you know, the Nintendo Wii, uh, it had the, uh, the like, you, you unfolded a flap, and then there was, like, GameCube ports in there. So you can, like, you know, play backward compatible GameCube games. On there, okay. so I mean, there's a possibility. Maybe they might just like, oh, hey, there's a GameCube port in the in the in the in the, in the bottom of the console or something like that, and they can just do it there. So yeah, like, yeah, okay, that's a possibility. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of others, but yeah, I mean, I think that you know it should be interesting to see what happens when it comes out. Yeah, well, you know, like that's a nice trip down uh, GameCube lane, and uh, who knows, maybe one day we might uh, uh, do a revisit of it. So, uh, Absolutely, yeah. Um, actually, ooh, okay. actually we, we forgot to actually make, mention one thing. Um, so, um, again, sorry I'm flipping back to the election, but uh, we actually are thinking of getting Aaron Plays going again. And uh, oh, nice. we've got an exciting things to do. So, uh, when's the next, uh, when's the presidential debate due again? The, pres uh, the presidential debate, uh, isn't it around like... Uh, I think it's the 26th, 27th, didn't we? Uh, yes, yes. Yes, that's, that's right. right. Uh, it starts on the um, starts on the 29th. 29th. Okay, so the weekend of the 26th and the 27th, we're going to bring back Aaron Plays, and we're going to do a special uh, wrestling match between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, we don't know what the rules are going to be yet, and we don't know how it's all going to play out, but uh, you'll all find out soon enough. So mm -hmm. uh, cool. Okay, 
So that, that announcement. And so, yeah, but uh, in regards to the GameCube uh, portable console, if it does exist, um, yeah, let's see it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, more Nintendo news, uh, just to round off uh, this bit of news. So, uh, Nintendo has confirmed that uh, Mario 64, uh, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy uh, remasters will be for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and, and oh man, it is the laziest remaster I have seen in a while. Like, I think I remember like somebody posting about like comparing other remasters, like the Crash and Spyro remasters, and then they're comparing it to the Mario remasters, and it's the same thing except that it's HD and widescreen. It's like really, I mean, remember when the um when we got the Super Mario All Stars pack in which they actually redid the graphics for Super Mario Brothers One, Two, and Three with Super Nintendo graphics. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, I, here's the thing: like, I appreciate that they're going to do this, but like, you you know, couldn't you have actually like done? I mean, I would have preferred if you would have done. Well, I mean, keep this in mind. You know, sixteen bit to thirty two bit was a massive leap. You know, for uh, in regards to like remastering a, a, a game, like uh, I mean, in regards to I mean, here's the thing about this, like, uh, um, you know, in regards to I mean, can, can you really with the graphics? I mean, can you really do anything different with you know Mario Sunshine or Mario? I mean, you can do something different with Mario 64, but mind you, all you basically would be doing is kind of like releasing the DS version of it, if anything. You know, well, like, I mean, uh, they should have done the same thing with what they did for Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and then in which they were able to like tweak the effects. And they were able to do some modifications to it to make it more modern. Yeah, but you know, like in regards to Legend of Zelda, I mean, I would say that their worlds are more detailed than I think that Mario is. Mario's is more cartoony. So I like, mean, I mean, sure, but you know, they have expansive levels, just like a, you know, something akin to Zelda. I mean, like Sunshine and Galaxy, their worlds are huge. Mm. Yeah, well, let's see what they do with it. I mean, like, it's early days at the moment, so like, uh, let's see, let's see what happens in production and uh, see what if uh, what we end up with. So. I, I felt that, I felt that they could have like at least put a little bit more effort into it because I mean I've seen remasters over the years. I mean look what Activision did for Tony Hawk Pro Skaters One and Two. I mean that has revitalized a long dead franchise where Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five just basically like shat all over well, the lake. Well, you know, remastering. I mean like keep in mind Tony Hawk you know One and Two they they were on PlayStation One weren't they? So, yeah, they were. Yeah, remastering them is not going to be hard. I mean, like, uh, so, I mean, I, I get I, I get that, but, you know, making a leap from, you know, um, you know, these games, I think, to uh, to Nintendo Switch, I, I don't know. I, I don't think much really needs to be done as, as far as I'm aware. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aaron, but I'm going to have to disagree. I am one of those people who doesn't understand why Super Mario 64 is praised as the masterpiece that it is, because I don't get it. Now, here's the thing. I didn't grow up with the game. I went I was went straight over to PlayStation as soon as the Nintendo 64 was out. And I didn't even pick up Mario 64 until it was re-released on the Wii Virtual Console. And when hey, I hey, it, the reason why it ended up being the masterpiece that it is is because we had, like, other 3D games, I think, that came out around about that time. And it's just the, 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 the controls were clunky. The camera was terrible. And everything like that. And uh, when Mario 64 came out, if anything, I think uh, Miyamoto kind of like listened to all the problems that they had with 3D gaming at the time and uh, said, oh, hey, here's what you can do here. And uh, in regards to a 3D environment, and I think with Mario 64, they did what I think uh, a lot of, uh, you know, consoles, you know, I think struggled with at the time until the PlayStation came around. 
you know, I think uh, yeah. so. Get, getting more into their into their magnum opus, but um, yeah, I think you know, Mario sixty four was a big thing. And some of that as well. Like we only knew Mario as a two D platformer. We didn't think three D was going to be possible. But oh my goodness, did they prove us wrong? Sure. I mean, I feel respected for that. But if you play Mario 64 in today's age, it, it, I, I think to myself, why am I playing this when I could be playing Mario Galaxy and Mario Odyssey, which have much better controls, which has much detailed worlds. And also, they were able to fix out all the flaws that the original had. I mean, I kind of like think of it as like... Well, well you know, Mario babe, it's, it's probably, probably, probably the same reason why I still play Transport Tycoon and SimCity 2000. It's all for nostalgia. You know, sure. like, uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing about it as well. So, and some of that as well, like, we don't know if, uh, once they do these remasters, we don't actually know what other extras we're going to get with it, too. So, like, uh, you know, like, who knows? Maybe be some, they might pack some interesting things in it. So. I mean, sure. I mean, I would love to see some interesting things. Maybe, like, access to, like, you know, the the music. Like, I would love to, like, you be able to have, like, you know, listening it over to, like, the, the background music. Uh, I would like to have the op option to do that. Or maybe, like, maybe some, you know, additional content. Like, hey, uh, you want to be able to see the, the stuff that we were going to implement, but we didn't because of time constraints? Like, maybe they can go in more detail about how Luigi was supposed to be in the game. Oh, we'll see. So um, I'm sure yeah. we'll I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing about this though, which I was a bit disappointed about: no Galaxy Two. Yeah, where is that? I mean, I mean, are they going to argue? It's like, oh, you know, we can't fit all three of them into our little tiny chip. It's like, you know, a lot of people claim that Galaxy 2 is the superior sequel to Mario Galaxy. Well, I have seen some arguments saying like, oh, Mario Galaxy 2 is just DLC for Mario Galaxy One, but. At least it should be there. Yeah, like, uh, I don't understand why Galaxy Suit's not there, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people are really upset about this. I mean, that's why no Mario Galaxy 2 was trending on Twitter. Yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing about this, though, like, uh, as far as I'm aware, let's just give it time. I mean, like, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's Mario 64, it's a classic game. Sunshine, okay, Sunshine's not that great. I mean, at one point, I actually, here's the thing about this, I actually, you know Mario Sunshine, when it came out and then a couple of months later, I actually bought it pre-owned for like three, for like three dollars. Yeah, try try doing that today. I know. But, uh, I mean, in regards to so Mario Sunshine's not that great from what I understand. Mario Galaxy is obviously a classic. But, I uh, love Mario Galaxy. Yeah, Mario Galaxy is so much fun. But, uh, I mean, obviously with uh, Mario Galaxy 2 not being in the fray, I mean, who knows? Maybe they might be doing something separate for it, you know, somewhere down the line. But uh, oh, I, I mean, you know, they, they should have done what they, they, they did for the Mega Man Classic Collection, in which they were able to release... You know, Mega Man's 1 through 6, and then they released Mega Man 7 through 10. And with uh, the Mega Man X collection, they were able to release, you know, Mega Man's 1 through, uh, X 1 through 4, and then they did 5 through 8. I mean, I, I understand that these are more longer games, and, you know, they're not the 16-bit anymore. So, I mean, maybe it was because of space. And if that was the case, then sure, but... I don't know. I, I mean, I guess maybe there's getting more time to remaster them. Maybe they haven't remastered Galaxy 2 yet, which is why I can understand if they're doing that. And maybe they'll remaster 3D World and 3D Land. And well, no, 3D Land was for uh, 3DS. Who knows? Maybe they'll even, you know, port the, the games over to Switch. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Okay. So, and finally, to round off our podcast for this week, uh, we have got the news that uh, Nickelodeon has decided to pull the show Made by Maddie after there was comparisons to the hair, to hair love. Um, yeah. So uh, here's the thing about this: I've not I've not really dealt with Nick Jr. 
like her for a very long time. So, uh, Made by Money from Wires Done is a show that is acquired several years ago from uh, Silvergate Media, a renowned production company uh, we have previously worked uh, f uh, with on other series. Um, Nickelodeon said in a statement, uh, since the announcement of the show premiere date this week, we have been listening closely to the commentary, criticism, and concerns to which coming from both viewers and members of the creative community. In response, uh, and uh, out of respect for the voices in the conversation, we are removing the show from our schedule as we uh, garner further insight into the creative journey of the show. The statement continued. We are fully grateful to Silvergate Media for all their work, and uh, we hold uh, Matthew A. Cherry and the wonderful, inspiring hair love in the highest regard. God. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, here's I wonder. the thing. This is this is not a surprise because Nickelodeon has done this in the past in which like, oh, we have a show that's comparing to this other show. Let's not do it. They did the same thing with uh, Stewie the Dog Boy, which was a Kablam short that only aired once. And, they, you know, they were originally going to do a show of it, but then they saw, oh, Teacher's Pets, that show on Disney Channel is a thing. So they're like, no, let's not do it because we don't want to be compared to Teacher's Pets. They Here's were the all about this, though. I, 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 I really vividly remember Teacher's Pets. It wasn't really like my favorite show. I've, I've I've seen like maybe one episode of it a long time ago, but it didn't really interest me. So I, I didn't like tune in into its entirety, to be quite honest. Yeah. But and then they Sorry, did, and then they did the same thing with um, the Proud Family. The Proud Family was originally going to be airing on Nickelodeon, but then Nickelodeon was working on the Carmichael spinoff series uh, after they released the Kwanzaa special. But then when they saw the numbers between um, All Grown Up and the, the Kwanzaa special, they were like, "Oh, we're going to do All Grown Up." And so, you know, before they decided on that, they were they canceled uh, the Proud Family for being airing on Nickelodeon because they didn't want it to retroactively. Um, be aired around the same channel as the Carmichael spinoff, and uh, look where it ended up. Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, as far as I'm here's the thing about this, I'm just looking at comparisons between Hair Love and uh, this this show as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, but here's the thing about this, like, one's 2D and one's 3D, from what mm -hmm. I can see, and, uh, I mean, there are some slight similarities maybe but uh, i mean like nothing i could say that you know one or the other you know could be like uh, you know you can't really say that uh, you know one is like entirely based on the other or anything like that from what at least one i can see yeah, I mean, I guess I can understand why, where the comparisons come from. It's like, oh, it's about this African-American family, and uh, it just so happens that one of the characters has poofy hair, just like the girl in the short, and you have a father who has dreadlocks. It's like, oh, it's like the father in the short that has the dreadlocks. It's like, I mean, yeah, I would say visual-wise they're similar, but... I don't know if they're the same co concept-wise. I don't think they are. And I think that Nickelodeon got scared thinking that, oh, man, we don't want to be sued by them. So mm. I, I guess that's why they decided to, like, you know, relook into Well, the they did say that they got commentary from, like, within their own community. So, like, it looks yeah. like to me, like, something, some words have been said and they decided, oh, wait, this could get into a bigger thing. So they decided just to pull it and uh, just to s uh, save off any other controversy. Right. But, um, yeah. Um, so, other thing, the controversy over resembles uh, between Made by Maddie and Hair Love uh, comes uh, as in the animation industry, uh, much like Hollywood reckons with discrimination against black creatives in uh, the wake of national movements uh, for black lives. Uh, in June, a number of animated programs uh, announced that their uh, non-white characters uh, would no longer be voiced by white actors, and in an open letter that studios uh, conduct investigations into internal incidents of racism and commit to uh, the hiring, training, and advancement of black staff. Mm -hmm. so, 
It's uh, here's the thing about this though. Like, uh, if they're going to end up with situations where, you know, I, I, I'm really not so sure if I want to really make this statement or not. But uh, I mean, isn't it kind of racist in itself to say, say like, you know, all black characters and all shows are all the same? Oh my god! Yeah. It, sorry, it's just, it's just a question in my head that just kind of like when I'm looking at this, like you know, you can say that's an aspect. There's a racism aspect in that itself. You know. Yeah, that's that's pretty racist because. You know, everybody has their own distinct personalities. It's not like, oh, because you're a race of something, does it, it doesn't mean you're going to act the same. It's like saying, oh, an Asian person, that means they're really smart and they know numbers. It, it, no, don't do not do that. That's, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. So anyway, uh, maybe they may, may make some changes to the show and then they might re-release it with like some like a different look. Who knows? So, mm, I, I, I guess so. We'll see. Know. Yeah. But on that note, uh, I guess we end the show. So, All right. Cool. All right, guys, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's uh, twitter.com forward slash show. That's A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's also the same thing as well. If you want to ask me a question, uh, it's aaronmeta.tumblr.com. However, one thing I would just say, on the ask me anything in uh, on Tumblr, don't ask me Craig Barler questions. If you want to answer questions for the ask questions for the Hey Arnold anniversary show, it's askcraig2020 at aaronmeta.co.uk. That's askcraig2020 at aramesa.co.uk. Uh, the deadline we I will be announcing also uh, very soon. So uh, I would just say is to uh, just the same way that you get your mail ballots in, get your questions in very quickly because uh, the deadline could come sooner than you think. So mm -hmm. cool, Patricia. Where can we find you? All right, so uh, you can find me on youtube.com slash oldschoollane, facebook.com slash oldschoollane. I'm on Twitter at patty underscore b underscore Miranda. I have uh, various uh, podcast sites that you can check me out on. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Oh, no, I said Spotify. Um, Radio Public, um, Stitcher. And I actually recently um, posted up a... Um, uh, let's see. I, I posted up a form to see if I can be able to become approved for iHeartRadio. So cool. I'm going to wait at least about three weeks to see if I get approved or not. So we'll see what happens. But uh, new episodes of my podcast go to these places first, and then they'll go up a few days on YouTube. Okay. All right, then. That's our show. Take care, everybody, and have a good week. See you later. <laughs>